Grace and peace to you this morning. As we prepare for worship, I invite you to take two or three deep breaths, a way to center yourself in this place and in this space. Amen. As we prepare for worship today, today is going to be all about singing, about making a joyful noise. So I invite you to join with me in the chant that's in your bulletin. I'll sing it once so you can hear how it goes, and then I invite you to join me in singing it twice. Now standing or sitting, let us join together in the call to worship. Come and rejoice, for God's light is with us. Praise be to God who pours light into our lives. May we always be ready to respond in joyful ways to God's love. be seated. Good morning again and welcome. Glad you're here whether you were trying to end the year on a high note or start your new year on a high note. Welcome. Glad you're here and worshiping with us. Uh, we have little 
booklets at the end of the pew, please put your name in and send it down so you know who you're worshiping around. And if you're new here, a special welcome. If you see people with little name tags, it means they're members here and they might be able to direct you to places you want to know more about this wonderful community or places around the building. You might just be lost trying to figure out where to go to get donuts afterwards. So would you please join me in our community prayer as printed in our bulletin. Gracious God, as we prepare for a new year to begin, slow us down and help take the many wonderful ways you've always been present in our lives. As we come before you with concerns about our families, friends, and world, remind us that your love comforts and restores us. Open our hearts and our ears to the cries of those in need, using our talents and resources to help others just as Jesus did. Give us courage, energy, enthusiasm. Our prayers continue in quiet. Ever-present God, you walk with us through good times and bad, mountain tops and valley deeps. Your footsteps are our guide and your hands are our support. We trust in your forgiveness that you've removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. May we take our cleansed souls forward from this place to do mighty works in your glory. We knock and are grateful that you open the door. Open our hearts and minds to your spirit May this time together cause us to love you and especially to love one another. Amen. So we go from praying together as a community. We always take the opportunity to share those things that are on our hearts more individually. So is there anything that you'd like to share that is a joy or a concern to pray about as a community? Yes, ma'am, Lauren. I mean, your daughter, Karen. <laughs> expressing she's learning the power of the prayer and seeing it in live action as she's been praying for a neighbor or a neighbor in the community with pancreatic cancer she seems to be doing better so yes sir Todd Yeah, you may have heard Pat Arce Jim Arce's wife uh, had a bike accident with her son and just a lot of pain, but she's, it's, I think Todd put it well, she's being patched up pretty well. Yes, sir, Denny. Share. He's got a lot of, you have a fair number of connections to Duke. It may be the only devils that we cheer for sometimes <laughs> at Duke. They're the blue devils, if you didn't know. But I uh, got to spend some time with family over holidays here and celebrating his son graduating from nursing school. Is that right? Did I get that right? Yeah. And so just great time to spend together. Yes, sir. They're not blue devils. They gave you the blue devils. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Harbaugh. Oh. 
Well, congratulations. Today is their 41st anniversary of their wedding here on New Year's Eve. Anyone else? Yes, ma'am. Valerie? wonderful. Valerie Sharon, a friend of hers, has been struggling with a disease and went in for a checkup and still clear of it. Is that correct? Well, she's going to her third round. Right. That's great. Yeah, third round of treatment and clear now. So wonderful answer for you. Yes, ma'am. friend going through surgery and certainly for her speedy recovery as well and for your encouragement and support to her as well. Uh, yes, ma'am, Candy. Cammy's father, uh, is he in the hospital now? You said, yeah, he's in the hospital now, struggling with heart problems and for you also trying to support him, I'm sure. Not easy from this far away. I stood up literally yeah. to say that one. You, sh oh. you <laughs> took the words out of my mouth. So since I'm standing, yeah. um, I also just, I continue to think of those places in our world at war. Um, you know, this Christmas we celebrate the Prince of Peace in so many places where there is no peace. So mm -hmm. just a prayer for peace. Of course, yeah. Is there anyone else? Yeah, yes, ma'am, Lucy. Yeah. Yeah, we got to hang in there, right? Uh, Lucy sharing those of us in our community, even in within our church community, who are recovering from COVID currently. Uh, I was corrected not not long ago by my wife. Who I said, "Oh, it's over now." She says, "It's not over." I'm like, "Oh, shoot, sorry." <laughs> As often happens in my marriage. Yes, ma'am. Oh. oh. Sorry, yeah, Christmas and New Year's plans being canceled, and that can just be a drain on the soul, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, ma'am, Malika? They are three wonderful people. I can vouch for that. Of course, Malika, just maybe a good place to close that despite all the horrible things we see in the news going on in the world, we have things very wonderful right next to us sometimes. And so it's a good reminder. Thank you. We're glad you get to celebrate that. Would you please uh, pray with me? We'll take a moment of quiet first. God, there are many things that weigh on our hearts, on our souls, on our minds, and even on our bodies. The pain and struggle of our own healing and this pain and struggle of the healing of others or the suffering of others, whether they are our, our close relatives, our neighbors, or people we see far away. God, we ask for your grace encouragement and strength as we hold each other up. We celebrate those wonderful gifts that you've given to us that are sometimes sitting right next to us. Yeah, we pray as your son teaches us to pray over these things, saying, Our Father, who art
invite any of the children that are worshiping with us to join me here. And it may just be one person, but we're going to play a little game here. And I'm going to need, I'm going to challenge you. So Christian, if, if you could, if I could challenge you to a little game here. I know you're a pretty good athlete. And so, let's not okay. forget, who knows who's watching us at home, too. And yes, for those of you, there are a couple people I know watching at home. What you're going to need to do right now is you're going to need to look around your house for a bowl and some balls, okay? All right. So, Christian, these are uh, ping pong balls we keep in the youth room. They're marked X and O because we play tic-tac-toe with them sometimes, but we're not going to do that today, okay? So, but I will ask you, do you want to be X's or O's? You're going to be X's? Okay, can you grab the X's here? And for those of you watching at home, you can play this by yourself. So, or you can challenge your parents. So, this is what we're going to do. It is December 31st. It is the last day of the year. And tomorrow is a very important holiday. It is New Year's. And a lot of people make New Year's resolutions. And some of those resolutions can be easy. Some of them can be hard. And maybe some of them could have a spiritual component, like being nicer to your sister. Or <laughs> the father laughs. Or nicer to your father or mother, especially if your last name Shank will remember that one, for those of you watching at home. It could just be to get up at a certain time, to start your day with a prayer, to end your day with a prayer. And so some of them are easy and some of them are hard. And so, Christian, what we'll do here is we're going to stand right here and we're going to see if you could stand on that side and you see if you can make one in, you make it in the bowl there. Okay. Oh, it's close. Okay. All right. Okay. Let me try again. Oh, boy. Oh, there we go. Okay. Oh. So, Christian, you know what I've learned about New Year's resolutions as an older man? Is that some of them we make, like I'm going to get up early and start my day with prayer. I don't always do that. Sometimes I try and I get it. But other times I There you go. There you go. And sometimes I try and I, I forget and I miss the shot. Now, should I just quit trying to wake up and pray in the morning? No, I try again. Sometimes I have even bigger goals, like again, being nicer to my parents. And so I got to step a little further back and, oh, and I miss. But you know what? Does that mean I just quit trying to be a nicer son or husband or brother? No, I don't quit trying to be a better one. I keep trying. And you know what? Eventually it's going to go in. I'll do better. And do you think that if I keep practicing, keep practicing, keep practicing, I'll get better at it? I'll be like Steph Curry shooting free throws. You see that guy? He doesn't even warm up. He just walks up there and shoots. It's kind of amazing, isn't it? So this year, whatever commitments you or any of you are making, know that you're not always going to get it. But you're going to get it sometimes, and it's going to get easier and easier, okay? So hang in there, all right? Especially when it's being nice to your family. <laughs> We're going to see what kind of commitments might be inspired by a new lesson a day, and who's going to take them out today? Randy's going to give you some guidance on good New Year's resolutions as well, okay? So let's follow Randy on out, all right? Go now and Peace, go now in peace. So our first scripture reading this morning is from the Psalms. And I invite you to listen to how the Spirit might be speaking to you today. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into God's presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to God with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In God's hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are God's also. The sea is God's, for God made it. And the dry land which God's hands have formed... Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for the Lord is our God, 
And we are the people of God's pasture, the sheep of God's hand. And then our second reading is from the gospel according to Luke. After the angel visits Mary and tells her that she's going to be the mother of Jesus, and then she goes to visit her relative Elizabeth, she responds to all of this news by singing a song. And here's the song she sings. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For God has looked with favor on the lowliness of God's servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is God's name. God's mercy is for those who fear God from generation to generation. God has shown strength with God's arm. God has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. God has helped God's servant Israel in remembrance of God's mercy, according to the promise God made to our ancestors, to Abraham, and to God's descendants forever. This is holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. So I was driving in the car with my son last week. I think it was either Wednesday or Thursday. And I had Christmas music playing. And he looks at me and he goes, why are you playing this? And it wasn't like the curious, like, oh, why are you playing this? It was sort of the snotty teenager, why are you playing this? Don't you know Christmas is over? And I looked at him and I said, wait a minute. The Christmas season has only just begun. And then I think he started to regret the question because I went on a rant <laughs> that only a pastor can go on. Haven't you heard about the 12 days of Christmas? Christmas has just started. It goes all the way to Epiphany, which is until January 6th, on and on and on. If you've been listening to Christmas music before Christmas, you're the one that's wrong because it should have been only Advent music. So my point was that we are in the middle of the Christmas season. I know people are taking down their decorations, moving on from Christmas music, but here we are smack in the middle of Christmas, all the way till the end of the week. And I think one of the great joys of Christmas is the music. And we heard that in our scripture passages today, right? The psalmist urging us to sing our praise to God. Make a joyful noise, the psalmist says. And then Mary, when all of this is happening to her and through her, she sings. You know, singing such an amazing way to share any emotion, not just our good and happy emotions, but even our difficult ones as well. I've often heard from people that the only place they sing is here in worship, which is too bad. I encourage you to sing everywhere all the time. But we're going to do some singing today, some singing of Christmas carols. Some familiar, some probably less familiar. And in addition, I'm going to share with you some of the stories behind the carols. You know, these carols don't just come out of nowhere, right? You know, they're written by people with some interesting stories. So we're going to start with O Come All Ye Faithful. I think O Come All Ye Faithful is perhaps one of the most popular sacred Christmas carols, which makes it pretty amazing that the song's author was not even known until after World War II. There had been some theories, some stories, like it was thought that maybe a cleric from even the Middle Ages had written the song, and then later on, rumor had it that a Franciscan scholar named St. Bonaventura was the author of the song. So it was quite a shock when finally an English scholar discovered seven transcripts of O Come All Ye Faithful, and they were written by hand and signed by an English priest named John Francis Wade. Now, he was a calligrapher by training as well as a skilled musician, and so he worked in the 1700s to very carefully record and preserve church music for future generations. And he also wrote a lot of original pieces, including Adeste Fideles, which is the original Latin for O Come All Ye Faithful. The song has also been referred to as the Portuguese hymn, 
because rumor has it that it was first sung by a choir in the Portuguese chapel in London. We don't know for sure if this is true, but John Francis Wade was known to have corresponded with prominent Catholic musicians of various foreign embassy chapels in London, so perhaps. So in your bulletin, you'll note on the edge, there's a box with all the carols we're gonna sing. So we're gonna start with O Come All Ye Faithful. We move from England to Germany with Lo, How a Rose Air Blooming. This hymn's origins are traced to the late 16th century in a manuscript found in a German monastery. Now the original version of this carol had anywhere from 19 to 23 verses, but fear not, there are only the, tra the traditional three in our hymnal. The music was first published in a Catholic German hymnal around 1600, but both the original lyricist and the composer are unknown. We do know that it was American music scholars, Theodore Baker and Harriet Spaeth, who translated the piece into English. And it was German composer Michael Pretorius who harmonized the folk tune and published his version of the music in 1609. Now, some scholars think the inspiration for this carol comes from Isaiah 11, which states, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of its roots. 
Other scholars say it was Isaiah 35. The desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. Likely it was a combination of both, but regardless of the inspiration, there is definitely some beautiful imagery in this hymn. Let's sing together. Now from Germany to Ireland. Irishman Nahum Tate first wrote the words of when shepherds watched their flocks in 1700 to go with a tune that at the time was already over 100 years old. In addition to song lyrics, Tate also wrote for the stage, including apparently writing an imaginative version of Shakespeare's King Lear that ends happily. At the time that Tate wrote these particular lyrics, the singing of hymns was considered sacrilegious by some church preachers who urged their congregations to rely only on biblical psalms for their singing material. So Tate's hymn was unusual for its day in that it's not based on a psalm, but instead is based on Luke's account of the nativity. For a while, this hymn was the only legally authorized non-psalm hymn sung in the Church of England. Since it was published, a variety of tunes have been written for Tate's lyrics. The most well-known melody is by George Frederick Handel, and that's the melody we will sing today.
You know, the title has shepherds. That song is really about angels. And we move to another song about the angels. The, the lyrics for Angels from the Realms of Glory first appeared in a newspaper on Christmas Eve in 1816. The lyrics were written by James Montgomery, who was the editor of that paper and a devout Christian. He composed hundreds of hymn lyrics during his lifetime. Montgomery's parents had been missionaries who died while he was young, so he studied the Bible in order to better understand his parents' faith. Montgomery was also a staunch advocate for social justice. Early in his career, he dared to criticize local government authorities who he felt were not working hard enough for justice, and he was in fact twice imprisoned. He advocated for the abolition of slavery, and reform for chimney sweeps, among other things. At first, the music that was used for his lyrics was a tune that had been written for a different French carol. However, another tune composed by Henry Smart would eventually replace the original French melody. Smart was the son of a music publisher, and he gave up a successful law career in order to become a composer. He went blind prior to writing the music for Angels from the Realms of Glory, but he continued to compose even when blind. So let's sing together. Angels from the For many years, the legend was that Henry Suso, a German Dominican friar, wrote the words and music to Good Christian Friends Rejoice. The story was that Suso was visited by angels in a dream, danced and sang with them, and then when he woke, he immediately wrote the song. However, his own autobiography indicates that may not be true. That being said, Authorship of this song has never been proven, so who knows? Suso is known to have had visionary experiences throughout his life, including many involving heavenly music. The Reverend John Mason Neal, who was one of England's great hymn translators, translated the original German of Good Christian Friends Rejoice to English in the mid-1800s. Neil was quite a radical in his time. He founded an order of women, believe it or not, 
the sisterhood of St. Margaret to feed the poor and take care of orphaned children. Though this group would help thousands of people, to have an order of women was very radical and it brought death threats to both Neil and the women who served in the sisterhood. Nevertheless, they continued their ministry. Now this song is originally titled Good Christian Men Rejoice, but many hymnals today, including our own, replace men with friends to make it more inclusive. So let us sing together. So our last carol will be, We Three Kings of Orientar. It was written in 1857 by the Reverend John Henry Hopkins as a Christmas gift for his nieces and nephews. He was living in New York at the time, serving as an instructor of church music for the General Theological Seminary. Now the themes in this song are really based as much on the lore of the Magi story as they are on actual biblical scripture. So we three kings, first of all, they were magi, wise men, not actually kings. And then three, we don't actually know how many magi there were. It doesn't say in the scriptures, but often we assume three because they brought three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The story of the Magi was very popular in the early days of the Christian church and sort of took on a life of its own. At one point, the Magi even got names, Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar, and there was all kind of legend and unique symbolism for each of the gifts. It was said that the gold was to represent Jesus' royalty, the frankincense, his divinity, and the myrrh, his humanity. And Hopkins, you'll see, uses much of this imagery in his song. So whether or not the song is entirely biblically accurate, it certainly remains a fun song to sing. So let's sing it now.
let us pray. Gracious God, it is with joy and thanksgiving that we offer these gifts to you. We pray that they may be used to share your love, to shine your light in our world, and especially, O oh God, to bring your peace. Amen. You may be seated. For just a moment, as we highlight some things going on in our church community, you can, of course, always find out more about what we're up to on our website, on e-news, if you're getting that through email. If you're not, please see me, and I'm happy to connect you with that. Of course, we always list some things to highlight here in our bulletin, and a couple of those, I want to, or one of those I want to point out that's mentioned here, is our lunch for seniors. Harper Linnea, that's not you as a high school seniors. That is seniors, quote unquote, of a certain age. And it is an opportunity really to have a meal and joyful conversation together and explore kind of our spiritual journeys together. Friend Joan Carlson is going to help facilitate that. And if you have any questions about that, you can talk to Bethany or Joan if, you're, if you have more questions about it. And secondly, what is not mentioned here, I don't know if you've ever considered, what if you were from another country, living in another country, living in another ethnicity, and reading the scriptures just through a different cultural lens? How might that change the way that you see the scriptures? So on the coming Wednesdays at the Wednesday morning classes that are held at 10 a.m. or 9.30 a.m., I'm sorry. That's, maybe that's why I'm usually late. Uh, the Wednesday classes that are held at 9.30 a.m., that's what we will be doing, is viewing them through the lens of a Hispanic lens or an African-American lens. How do people who've grown up differently than we do uh, see these scriptures that we hold so dear? So a lot of great opportunities and good work, as always, going on in this community. For now, if you are able, would you please stand with us as we sing our closing hymn, 137. We're going to sing this hymn through four times. You'll notice down below the music there are additional lyrics. Really, we just change one word per round, so I think you're going to get it pretty well. So let's sing together. Before the benediction, I have to say a huge thank you to Patty for all the extra music today. Woohoo! She thought after three Christmas Eve services filled with music that she was home free. And then this week I was like, hey, guess what? Six extra hymns this week, but it was great, a lot of fun. Now I want to share with you the uh, benediction that's one of my favorites for the Christmas season. Follow the light of hope's guiding star. Seek the child. Listen to the words of a heavenly host. 
find the child. Offer as gifts the best that you have. Serve the child. Peace be among us. God be with us. Amen.